Welcome to Life Unlimited, where we are committed to empowering women everywhere to be at the top of their game by implementing healthy habits, gaining a positive, no BS attitude, and ultimately creating a limitless life. We hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Unlimited podcast. We're here with Kindy, Kindy Malat, who's a, a lot of fun. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> she is a lot of fun. And I brought Kendi on because her story really resonated with me because I think it relates. I mean, it's a lot of people can relate to it, right? And so just kind of, I'm going to give you a 10,000 foot overview really quick of what I remember about the story. And then Kendi's going to dive in to the story and how she was feeling and what made her decide to change and all that stuff. So Kendi was in a position a while back, right? Where she, I mean, she was giving, 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 taking care of everybody else. She had two kids at the time, you know, married, whatever. And she wasn't, nobody was paying attention to her, right? Like nobody was taking care of her. And she ha- she calls it a revelation, which I love. She's going to tell us about it in a second. But I mean, all of you listening, I just want you to think about how many times you give of yourself constantly, right? As mothers, especially. And when was the last time that somebody, you know, took your pulse, checked you out? And then whose responsibility is that? Kinsey, I want you to go ahead and start, start your story. Share with everyone what's Kinsey's life. So this particular time in my life was when I had just had my second baby. I think Chuck was around six or seven months old. Um, and I was running a business full time, so uh, spread pretty thin. What and this was a daycare business. Okay. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I had kids in my house from literally 5 a.m. until 6:30 p.m. And sometimes we would do later nights for some families. So sometimes there were kids in the house till eight. And I was very perfectionistic and people pleasing during these times where like if someone asked me for something I did not ever say no and I had no boundaries and yeah I was doing the whole give 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 this makes me a good person kind of thing and I got into this place where I ended up very unhappy and I ignored it for a long time and then finally I Casey and I would have these fights and you know when you fight it's never about the dishes but you're like fighting about the dishes yeah and it would always come down to like something's wrong with me. And I remember I would be like doing dishes, but like staring out the window, like I could like burn holes in the glass. I was so mad. Like, and just thinking like, why doesn't anyone care about me? When's the last time someone made sure that I was taken care of? Why isn't anyone bringing me food? I even had these thoughts sometimes where I was like, I wish someone would wrap me in a fleece blanket and put me in a dark room for a nap. Like I'm exhausted. (laughs) I am pretty sure you're not the only one that has had a thought like that. (laughs) (laughs) and I was like mad, you know, I, I felt like I was doing so much, but I wasn't, I was maybe fulfilled, but I wasn't entirely fulfilled and I definitely wasn't happy. I can look back now and see like I felt very trapped and like almost like a victim in my life because I was waiting for someone to come do these things for me or do something to make me happy or make me feel cared about. And I just had this moment where I was like, I am the only one that can do this. Like, I have to make a choice to do it. Cause even if Casey would offer for me to have a break or 
or go do whatever I thought I needed to do, I'd be like, I would get mad about that. I'd be like, you don't even understand. Like, get away from me. You don't, you don't get it. I, I have to do this. You can't do it. Right. So I just had this crazy revelation that I was like, I would rather, we can hear Rory crying back there. Um, mom life. But I was just like, no one's going to do this. I have to do this. Like, this is my responsibility, not anyone else's. And I don't know why it felt like such a huge moment, but that was the point that I started to take control of myself. And I kind of let go of controlling some of the other things that I had like my hooks in because the only thing I can actually control is me. And so I stopped trying to manipulate the way everyone saw me. Mm-hmm. And I started to just focus on eating and moving more, no matter if that meant that I couldn't watch that kid and tell everyone yes, or, or even walk away from my own kids when they were crying, which isn't fun, but sometimes you have to do. So what kind of things did you let go of? What were the big things that you let go of? A clean kitchen. I was prioritizing having a clean kitchen over, like I couldn't, I couldn't go to bed unless the kitchen was clean. I couldn't work out because the kitchen was dirty. I couldn't uh, make my own food because I just cleaned the kitchen. Like it was just like this obsession with my house being clean. Mm-hmm. So I would say like that would take priority over anything that I needed. I mean, what are some other things? Just, I mean, really just boundaries. Instead of going to my parents' house for dinner, we would, I would say, no, I'm going to work out. I mean, it seems like such a small thing, but it's huge when you're just not used to saying no to people. So well, that was about the kitchen one is like, I've literally talked to people. I've had conversations with women that they don't have time to work out or eat healthy or whatever because of, but that's like one of the things like, well, my, who's going to clean the house? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, the laundry will still be there, mm-hmm. but you probably should eat, yes. you know? And, you, but, or like, like when was the last time you took a walk? Right. Right. So you're trying to keep this house clean that's never clean, especially if you have toddlers. <laughs> it's never gonna, yeah, it's never, you're literally waiting for never. Mm-hmm. Like you're waiting for something that's never gonna happen. And I think the weird thing about it is like, I didn't realize I was doing that, you know? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like unconscious. Cause in my head, I'm like, well, I just had a baby and I, I hate the whole bounce back after a baby thing. Like I'm just against it. I think it's stupid. But there's also this fine line where this is where I started to like shift my mentality was like, okay, I don't have to be focused on bouncing back to be any specific thing, but that doesn't mean I'm allowed to ignore my needs either. That's when I started to shift this and really look around me and see that other people were doing this too. And it was almost like I was like validating myself with what they were doing. Like, oh, it's okay because they do that. Even though I knew what I needed It was weird. It was a weird time. And I started like waking up to all these things that I was doing. I'm like, oh my, how did I get here? What is happening? So why do you feel like started the paradigm shift for you? Like what was the catalyst that was like, oh, was there one? Or was it just like, do you remember? Well, I guess it was probably the, after we have the same fight a few times, Casey and I, like my husband and I, once we have the same fight a few times, I'm usually the kind of person that's doing some reflection because I'm like, okay, I won't tell it to him because I don't want to tell him to know, but I am like looking at myself like, okay, what, what do I really need here? Why am I so upset? And then the other thing that got me was, um, I saw, I saw an ad on Instagram 
for like some athlete, like in- influencer thing. And I was an athlete in high school. So I identify as that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we do this, whatever, blah, 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 sponsorship. And I was reading through it and I'm like, I couldn't even like feel good about a- about doing this right now because I'm not even being who I who I am or how I like I'm not even trying to incorporate that as part of who I am right now. I've just like given up on that part of myself. And that was like another realization that I was like, okay, like you can either roll over and die here and and live and lead your family this way and live your life this way where everyone comes before you or you can find a way to step up to all these things that are required and own it and let it be messy and imperfect and funny and entertaining instead of trapped and victimizing and what was me. And that was the like those couple of moments were the well, were the ones where I was like, I need to step up because no one's coming to save me. You had to become your own Superman, Superwoman. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny you say that because that's exactly how I phrased it, like framed it in my head. I was just like, this is my superpower. Like handling shit is my superpower. Mm-hmm. And I'm not handling my own shit. I'm handling everyone else's shit. So that's All when you're I- you're sitting in your own. Yes. And that's when I was like, no this can be my superpower to step up to this challenge and like change these things instead of not. So I literally would, I don't know. It was weird. I would just, I would say I'm a badass bitch and this is what they do. And that's, that was like my phrase to like turn on the, the hype music. That's like a really interesting visual is like, so like think of someone standing in a pile of poop, right? They're cleaning up every, all the poop around them. They're cleaning it up. It's really clean, but they're not looking down. Mm-hmm. They're and they're like self-aware. What's that smell? Yeah, <laughs> it's like social. It's being socially aware. Like you know how all the people are aware of everything going on in the world, but then they have no idea like how they feel really. Mm-hmm. You know how the world feels, but that's. I mean, that's what it is, right? Self-awareness. You became self-aware suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know? So did yeah. you start small? Like, how did you start? Because, like, I'm thinking of someone who's like, holy, I mean, holy crap, I'm standing in crap, right? And I've been mm-hmm. cleaning up everybody else's crap. And how do I start cleaning up my own crap and forgetting? Like, how do you do that? Because I think for a lot of people, that's hard. It's a hard adjustment. Well, and es- especially when you start realizing how much of it there is, it can be very overwhelming. I think I went back to what I know, which is, I knew I needed to move, like I knew I needed to work out and I knew I needed to eat more food than what I was eating. And then like when we weren't planning food, then we were getting takeout and or whatever, who knows? I don't even know what we were doing. Probably takeout and whatever. Cause you can live in that phase of, I just had a baby. And when you just have a baby, you get a lot of takeout. And I think you get stuck there. <laughs> so those were my first two things that I always like get a hold of and then I'm a big mindset person so I just turn on I literally go to YouTube and I type in motivational videos and I just I just listen to those (laughs) and I would listen to them every day like I had a 10-month period of time where I like barely turned on the radio unless I was cleaning the kitchen because I like to dance while I do that I just started to like stack things together that I liked with the stuff I had to get done and then I would get it done faster and then I could go do what I needed to do other stuff I needed to do so that's interesting and so background on me and Kindy if you don't know right we're health coaches I don't like saying that we coach people we just coach people we coach people coach people we help people through their lives but two of the things we always start with are food and fitness 
Mm-hmm. And that's interesting that those are the two things that you knew you had to start doing. And so what's been fun for me when coaching people is like, we start there because people want to, you know, lose weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. They want to get healthy, but then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper as you go because they realize that that had nothing to do with it. Yes. Or if you're taking care of everything else, that just comes natural. Like when people are like, Kayla, you're so motivated. You're so disciplined. How do you work out every day or whatever? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> you know, like Isn't it's that not, weird? Yeah. Like it's not this struggle bus every morning. There are mornings when I don't. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, I just needed more sleep. But like in general, that aspect or even the food stuff, like it's not, it's not hard mm-hmm. anymore. Right? Yeah. It's, it is weird to think about like... Cause I guess I used to struggle with consistent workouts. I still struggle with consistent workouts. If I'm being completely honest, like I have days I work out one time and or weeks I work out one time and I have weeks I work out four times. Like, but I've kind of learned to separate myself from even that and not continue to repeat that over and over in my head. Like, oh, you missed, you missed your, you missed three workouts last week. What do you, you know, I don't, I don't talk to myself like that anymore. It's like all right, it's Monday. I'm going to the gym. Like no matter what happened last week. All right. It's Monday. I'm going to the gym, you know, like, yeah. but it's like you wake up and you just go, but you're not yeah. dwelling on the fact that you didn't go last week. Cause it has nothing to do with like, you're not working out. I guess that's where it comes in. Right. It's like, I don't work out to lose weight. Right. I feel like when you're attaching or to get any sort of result, Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you attach that to a result, like you have to do this to get a result and you're no longer, you're further away from your result. Cause you didn't do it out last week, which may or may not be true. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we yeah. don't know. But like what I'm saying is like when you attach the thing to the result, then all of a sudden you're, you're failing, you know, you're quote unquote failing at the thing, even though that usually has nothing to do with getting there. And a lot of what I see like with people too is a a lot of that, like attaching anything to any certain behavior, whether it be trying to quit pop or quit fast food, like they are so like focused on the thing they're giving up that they don't think about (laughs) the things that they're adding in or how good they feel or whatever. It's like, well, I, I drank two pops yesterday, so I suck. It's like, yeah, no, (laughs) it's actually fine. Your body utilized that pop as well as it could actually. It's yeah. Just, it's no longer there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is like attaching to things like we're attached to. And for me, the big one was I was very attached to trying to manipulate other people's opinion of me and okay. like the way I was perceived. Like I, I wanted everyone to think I had the best daycare. And like, although that's important, I, I had that without having to control it constantly you know like I could have just let that be and I didn't know how to do that and it's funny because a lot of the women that I'm working with right now have that same kind of thing it's like a control thing that they're they want to control stuff that they can't actually control and so usually what you see when people are doing that is they're not controlling anything that they actually do for themselves because they're so busy trying to manipulate outside things so that was one of my very very big realizations and it took a lot of time to overcome that like it's not like you're gonna lose 20 pounds in four weeks kind of a thing it's like this is a pattern I've had my whole life this is gonna take time to undo so but that was a huge one like trying to control other people's opinions 
other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I think we do. I know I did that sometimes. Yeah, just it's weird. I think it's a normal human behavior, but I also think that it can yeah. be very self-sabotaging if you aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. You don't get it under control. My brother is. This is a funny story. So my brother is a. <laughs> he's a. He was in the army. He's 100% disabled now, so he's very blunt and he's very like straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And so one day I was out with him for drinks. I was like 24. Some guy walks up and he says a couple things, and I don't remember what the guy was even saying. But my little sister was next to me, and she she was all nicey nice, and she was like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah," like said a bunch of bullshit, bullcrap, bullshit, whatever. And my brother like the guy walks away, and my brother looked at her and he was like, "Did you even mean anything you just said?" Mm-hmm. And Tina was like, well, I mean, kind kind of, but I, ju- I guess I was just trying to be nice. And he goes, do you think that guy likes you more now just because you said whatever, whatever she said? Like, do you think he walked away being like, wow, she was just superb. And she was just like so taken aback. She's like, oh, oh I, I hope so. Or I don't, I don't know. And yeah. he was like, you can't control what anyone thinks of you, no matter how you act. And so he was basically like, I'm not trying to tell you to be like mean, but you don't have to do what you just did because it was kind of fake. And that was just like, that exchange between the two of them was so eye-opening for me. I was like, oh my gosh, we all kind of do this to an extent. Like, oh, all the time. It was just so weird to see that whole thing happen. And I think that was another one of my moments where I was like, you really can't control. You, you don't know what he's thinking. He could have been like, she was so stupid. And in her head, she was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna do this to make him think I'm nice. And he could have walked away and been like, whatever he thought, you know? Yep. So it's just weird. Humans are weird. <laughs> Humans are weird. So what would you tell someone, you know, some woman who's like feeling trapped and in this situation that wants to get out? Like what are the, you know, what would be like the first three steps? Well, if you've been stuck for a long time, asking for help doesn't make you weak. That's the first thing that I also realized. I was a big lesson to learn that like, if I was gonna take some time for myself that I needed to ask for help. And so this can go as far as like hiring a coach or just be like you asking your mom to to watch the kids for two hours, like, but ask for help or ask your husband to do the dishes because hands aren't broken or whoever you have available to you. Yeah. So asking for help is the first step so that you can get yourself some time and then Become aware of the things that you're saying to yourself that you know are crap, that you know are your excuses. And the two simplest things to take control of for yourself is always just moving your body and eating better. If you can find yourself some momentum with that, then once you have momentum, more changes can come after that. But those are the most foundational things that you can do to give yourself some breathing room and take control and not feel so disempowered. Awesome. I've always wondered this, but why do you think those two things create so much more momentum for people? Well, I have this hunch. I have this um, actually like methodology, ideology I've created that's there's like energy systems for women. And I don't even mean like on like a cellular level. I mean like psychologically. So, but you can't have psychological momentum if you're not asserting power in your life somewhere. And also you need to create more energy and how you do that is eat more food. So So power and energy. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you got to take action. Love it. And and, eat. And eat. Fuel your body. Turn on the car. Yes, exactly. And then you're moving. So there you go. 
Yeah. And if you can get it moving, yeah. look out. Look out. Yeah. Fuel it with premium stuff. Not the, no. Yeah. You're better than drive through. You're better than drive through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for spending time, Kendi. Yeah, of course. And yeah, tune in next week. We'll have some more fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Life Unlimited podcast. We hope you found this content valuable and we hope you subscribe and listen in again soon.